This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, July 15th, and let's talk about the weather forecast here in the Northwest. Well, this is not going to be a warm weekend in the West with plenty of clouds and some showers, but perhaps good enough. If you want warmth, you can have it just cross into eastern Washington. Today, Friday, will be the nicest day of the weekend away from the coast with sun and highs in the mid-70s in the western interior. Low clouds have engulfed the coast. And a weak front is approaching, and I can see it on the radar even. There are a few coastal showers right offshore of Hoquiam and and the north coast, and these may move in during the day. So the north part of the Washington coast could see some rain this afternoon, but nothing heavy, heavier in, in British Columbia. In contrast, If we turn to the Columbia Basin, there's going to be mid to upper 90s today, some near 100, and it's going to be totally dry and sunny. The only thing that's happening this morning is there's some thunderstorms that are now moving past Spokane into Idaho, but those are going to move out during the day. Now, on Saturday morning, an upper-level trough of low pressure will approach the Washington coast And low clouds and a few sprinkles will spread over the western side of the state. With the heaviest rain, and even that's not going to be that heavy, on the western slopes of the Cascades on Saturday morning. Now, temperatures will only rise into the lower 70s on Saturday in the west. Uh, Partly cloudy skies should be the rule during the afternoon west of the Cascade Crest. And it will remain warm and dry in eastern Washington, with highs in the mid to upper 90s, especially around the Tri-Cities. Sunday, we'll start again with low clouds and sprinkles in the west, as a fairly strong upper-level trough moves right over the region. But I expect there to be partly cloudy skies in the afternoon. Highs will reach around 70 in western Washington uh, on Sunday. And I expect mid-90s in the east, or a little bit cooling in the east. In short, this is going to be a decent weekend, perhaps, but clearly cooler than normal in the western side of the state. Now, looking towards the longer-term forecast, it looks much better. That trough moves through, sun returns, dry conditions returns, return, and I expect highs for many of the days next week to be around 80 degrees. That should be the rule for for every day through Friday. Just about perfect. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. The question I will answer in today's podcast is why so dry? We are now entering the driest time of the year in the Northwest. Uh, And the dryness is centered on the last week of July. Here in Seattle, on average, the climatological probability of getting even 
a hundredth of an inch of rain drops below 10%. In Spokane, around 5%. In fact, the Pacific Northwest is one of the driest places in the country this time of the year, drier than Arizona or New Mexico. Only Southern California experiences less rain during the midsummer. But if you live in the central or eastern United States, the situation is very different. Each month gets about the same amount of precipitation. What is different there? To understand the situation, consider that in the mid-latitudes where we reside, there are two main sources of precipitation. The first is mid-latitude weather systems, such as fronts and cyclones. And such weather systems are often associated with the jet stream, a current of strong winds that generally move from west to east. The second origin of precipitation are thunderstorms and convective showers produced by the atmosphere convecting, moving up and down in the vertical. And such showers often bring short periods of intense precipitation. Now, thunderstorms and convective showers are most prevalent during the summer because this is when the surface of our planet is heated most strongly by the sun and temperatures tend to decline rapidly with height, which is a necessary con condition to get these kind of storms. Fronts and cyclones, driven by differences in temperature between the tropics and polar, re polar regions, tend to be much stronger and further south during the winter, weakening and moving northward during the summer. Now in the eastern and central United States, precipitation is nearly the same each month of the year because they get wet from cyclones and fronts during the winter, but from thunderstorms during the summer when warm, moist air from the Gulf of Mexico moves into the central and eastern United States. Here in the Northwest, we get plenty of winter precipitation from fronts and storms coming off the Pacific. And, but this occurs during the winter time. Few places in the nation are wetter than the Northwest during the winter. But in summer, the situation here is very different. As the polar regions warm, the jet stream weakens and moves northward. Fronts and storms head north as well. And high pressure tends to build over the northeast Pacific, west of our shores. The result of these changes is a near absence of precipitation from frontal systems and Pacific cyclones during the summer here in the northwest. But unlike the eastern half of the United States, we don't get thunderstorms to fill the precipitation void. The reason? The cool Pacific Ocean to our west. Even during midsummer, the surface temperatures of the Pacific are only around 50 degrees Fahrenheit, and air passing over these cool waters move into the northwest. This cool, low level air works against getting the warm conditions near the surface that are needed to initiate and support thunderstorms. With this effect, 
the marine effect being most profound west of the Cascade Crest. But I'm afraid it's worse than that. The amount of moisture, the amount of water vapor air can hold depends on temperature. And cool water can't put much moisture into the air, which seems strange but true. Thunderstorms feed off water vapor because condensing water in thunderstorms is a source of energy. So the bottom line for the Northwest, particularly the Western portion, is that we get very little thunderstorm activity during the summer and thus very little summer rain during that, during the period when winter storms are absent. Of course, occasionally conditions can allow an errant thunderstorm over the Northwest or a weak Pacific system can break through. But these are rare rarities. And that is why our rain chances are not zero during late July, but these kind of conditions are the exceptions. As we move into late August, as the sun weakens and Pacific storm is beginning to increase in strength and move southward again, the potential for rain increases. But it is not until late October that the Pacific storm fire hoses get upon us. Enjoy the dry summer. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.